take control of your time. Welcome to the Human Betterment Project, guys. So today we're going to talk about productivity and time management. Um, so you may have heard my interview with Ross Merker when he talked about intentional time planning in 15-minute increments as part of his um, plus one good system um, for kind of goal setting and and kind of bringing yourself up from from nothing to uh, a better productive person. Um, his is part of a, a more um, inclusive plan um, involves more much more than that, but I just want to highlight the, the the time planning and productivity part of of what Ross and I talked about in that interview. And you can you can go ahead and go back to that episode and listen to the entire interview if you want. Um, but his suggestion of intentionally timing fifteen minute increments of your time for planning and goal setting is actually a really common. Um, tactic when discussing time management and planning for both business and personal planning. Um, you don't have to keep this just to when you're at the office or you know on a job site or something. This comes into personal play as well. Um, so personally, I have a hard time sticking to a schedule um, for productivity. Um, it's not that I don't get anything done. I get quite a bit done, but whenever I'm looking in retrospect. Um, on, on especially on free time, it's what did I what did I get done during that free time? And a lot of times, I have a hard time recollecting exactly what I did with that time, and then it it feels like I, I may have wasted that time. So um, uh, we're going to be talking about that a little bit too, about how we'll have a a journal or a retrospective idea of what we did with our time, so that it's not like unaccounted time, um, whether it was productive or not. <clears throat> um. And like Ross mentioned in in his uh, interview with me, it doesn't matter if that those those blocks of time are productive goals, like you know clean clean the dishes or get this particular task done at work or something. And sometimes they're just self care goals, like sleep during this time frame, or that's your goal is to sleep during this eight hour block or seven hour block or whatever it is. Um, it's just as long as that time is intentional, it's productive is, is basically the idea, um, that a lot of productivity, um, p- experts talk about and that Ross talked about in, in my interview with him. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, when, when you do this journaling, you'll have a heart, you know, you'll have a, a, a way to recollect in detail, um, and specificity, what you did with that, that, that time that you were using. Um, so, I picked up this. Um, it's called the Best Journal. Uh, here's the actual journal. Let me show you the box real quick, just so you know what I'm talking about. This is called the Self Journal. Um, it's made by Best Self. They're the company. Um, so this is just a 13 week planner. Um, so this isn't a, a review of the journal itself. I, I just want to use this to explain uh, how it's be- how you can use this as a tool for time planning and goal setting. So section one of the journal is a spot where you put um, a a few 13-week bucket list goals. Um, These need to be trackable and measurable goals. Uh, Apparently, um, researchers have discovered that you can't be vague with your goals, you know, otherwise you're not going to accomplish them. They have to, you can't just say, I want to lose weight during this 13-week period, or I want to accomplish task X in this time period. Um, if it's too vague, you need to be specific. For example, you want to say, I want to lose 15 pounds during this 
time frame or something similar, something measurable and accomplishable. Don't choose something huge that's like a one-year-long goal, something that's uh, bite-sized in that 13 weeks, you know. Um, so measurable and trackable and reasonable. Uh, not only uh, should these be reasonable goals, but you need to write down what your motivations for those goals are and the progress milestones for those goals and critical drivers. Um, again, it's uh, in the self the self journal talks about this in their their instruction manual. They have like a little instruction manual guidebook here that goes through a bunch of uh, like reasonings why you you know it's set up the way it is. Um, but basically, the you you have to have a motivation for a goal. Otherwise, you're just going to kind of ignore it. And you have to have progress milestones so that you know that you're still on track as the 13 weeks go go on. You don't want to go from week one to week 13 and you've never set any of those micro goals throughout there. And then you realize I'm really far behind, like when you're on week 12 or something or in that last week. And then you're you're not going to catch up in, and you're going to feel bad about it. That's, you know, it's that lost intentional time. Um, so, uh, and then critical drivers, like why, you know, why do you want this? What are the things that are going to prevent you from doing this? What are the things that are going to prevent you or I'm sorry, prevent you from doing this and help you achieve this goal? Um, those are important to, to think about so that you, you know, what, you know, what, uh, stumbling stones you might run across or what uh, motivators you might need to help you achieve those goals. Um, so uh, section two, after you've developed your your like kind of like broad overview 13 week bucket list, um, section two breaks it out into individual 13 week chunks with weekly objectives. So every week um, at the start of that week, you basically you know, pick like three or four objectives that you want to accomplish that week and you set event deadlines for the week and for other tasks. And then when you complete that week, you go back to the planned week that you you worked on and you kind of reflect on that week and like how well did you do in achieving the goals for that week and you kind of give a rating um, based on how well you stuck to the daily plan. Um, so here's the thing. like, And I have a problem with this too. A planning... Um, can cause a bit of perfectionism in some people, and you can get wrapped up in, in that clock, you know. And then you're kind of like, well, you know, you might be at some important social function, and you're like, I, I got to go because my planner says that I have to be somewhere else in an hour or something like that, and I got to leave right now to make it. But that is that other thing really that important, or was it just kind of like a goal that you were hoping to do that day or a task you were hoping to do that day? And does that social interaction take, you know, precedence over, you know, the the, the thing you were supposed to rush to? So it doesn't, ha- you, you don't have to be perfect. This is just a, a goal. It's a, it's a road plan, but you can go off road for lack of a better word. Um, and, I don't want people to to do this like planning to these like you know 15 30 minute increments and then try to be perfect on them because uh, you know at human betterment project or I'm trying I'm trying to achieve balance here and I don't want to be bound by the clock or have you bound to the clock at that level like sometimes you just have to change the plan um we we want to have a plan but we need to be flexible and adaptable so we can enjoy the moments of life that that we have um 
So like I said, these are these are roadmaps, and it's okay to go off road. Uh, and that you'll just kind of rate how your real week matched your planned week, and then maybe write a note on why it didn't match exactly, and that's good enough. Um, you know, or as you know, th- this whole all goes back to what one of my old bosses used to tell me: um, don't let perfect become the enemy of the good. Um, you don't need to be perfect if it's good. Good is enough. <laughs> um, section three of the, the this self journal is the bulk of the journal. It's it's a daily breakdown basically. So now you've gotten your large thirteen week goals, and then you have your weekly goals for each of those 13 weeks that are kind of more granular. Um, And then you have the daily plan. So this is the place that you're just going to kind of plan out your day. Um, I believe that the planner, let me double check here, is broken up into 30 minute increments. Um, But you can kind of change that based, you know, based on however you want to break up the the time blocks. Basically, you want to plan out your day and targets in a rough timeline of how you'll spend each of those 30-minute blocks or 15-minute blocks uh, that we talked about previously. On the opposite page of your um, your time timeline, basically, for the day, which goes from like, I think it's like 7 a.m. to like 9 p.m. or something. So you might have to adjust it a little bit based on your actual day. Like maybe you start your day a lot earlier, like at 4.30 or something. You might have to adjust it a little bit. Um, But on the opposite side, there's a blank section. And this is used for notes that you make for that day, ideas, detailed journaling. Um, I usually write down my workouts for the day, Um, you know, usually in a handwritten form. Um, That way, uh, I have a physical record of what I did that day. It's not just on the computer. And there's something about writing it down, at least for me, um, the night before that will make me commit more to doing the actual workout. Um, it, not just remember it, but there, there's kind of that, like, I've put it in print the night before, so now I have to do it. Um, it's like a promise to myself. That's just me. Um, maybe it doesn't work for you, but I think that scientists have found that tactically writing things down does make you remember them better. And at least for me, it makes me want to want or need to do them to to fulfill the promise to myself of having written this down that I will do this. Um, so you're supposed to do the daily planning uh, before the actual day. So the night before, uh, you know, like Sunday night, you'll do the planning for mon- Monday morning. Then at the end of the day, you look at your planned day and you rate that day on how well you stuck to the day's plan like I was talking about before. Um, I'd also suggest that you make a note in the blank section on what things cause you not to achieve that day's goals or or timeline. Um, that way, you just have some record when you're looking back on why that day didn't go quite as planned. Maybe it's not a big deal. Maybe something an emergency happened and you had to change the plan. Maybe like like I was saying before, maybe you had a social engagement that went longer and that was more important than sticking to your schedule. That's good. That's fine. Um, but maybe just a note to yourself on why you didn't quite stick to the day like you were planning on. Um, you should uh, also um, don't only cover work things. I mean, um, you want to document 
your workout times, your even things like relaxation, like do you want to meditate at the eight o'clock at night? Um, your planned social meetings, like meet friends at six o'clock, you know, even your sleep. Like I went to bed at this time and that this eight hour block was, you know, was my sleeping time or my planned sleeping time. Um, you basically just want to give a, a job to each block of time for that day. There's, um, even if that job is, is sleep or relaxing or doing nothing, just sitting and watching TV, like I'm going to just veg out at from seven to eight o'clock at night, you know, you, you, you've committed to that time and that's okay because that's the goal that you set for that time frame. Um, there, there, there's a similar idea in financial budgeting, this idea of giving every dollar a job or every dollar a task, you know, it's a zero budget, uh, zero dollar budgeting. Um, this is the same thing with time. This is zero time budgeting, I guess you would call it. So every block of time has to have a job, even if that job is relaxing or sleeping or something that's not like quote unquote productive. It's productive in the sense that you planned it that way and then you did it. Um, and we talked about this when we talked to Ross in the plus one good interview. Um, he talks about intentional um, setting aside an intentional time, even for like small things like, you know, I'm going to eat dinner at this time or, you know, I'm going to sleep at this time. I'm going to take a nap at this time. I'm going to go meet a friend, whatever it's, but it's planned time. It's not just empty time that just kind of just disappears into the, the ether because that's, that's what happens at least with me and with a lot of other people. If you don't plan your time, then sometimes you, it goes from like, let's say 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. And then you look back and you're like, what have I been doing for the last two hours? You're just kind of flipping through TV channels or maybe you've been surfing the internet like on your, on your phone or something like that. And then you're like, well, wait a minute. I've lost I've lost two hours and I don't remember what I did. And I don't even know if I enjoyed it. It's not like I watched a movie or you know read a book or anything. It's just lost time that you can't even recall what that was for or like what what did you do during that time so it it's just this idea of intentional time um and uh you, you know in focusing on on one thing for a long time i i know that can be exhausting um i work in tech um so it's very <clears throat> cerebral um you know and a lot of times you're just staring at the computer screen and it can be mentally exhausting and uh, you know you can find yourself like zoning out sometimes um or just getting lost in lines of code or you know and it's not just in programming you know it jobs that are like this there's lots of jobs where you can get kind of mentally exhausted and then just kind of zone out and it's hard to keep that productive flow going with, with with these scheduled times that you have um so i thought you know while we're talking about time management and, and productivity here, um, there's this concept um, that I, I'd like to kind of tell people about. Um, I first learned about this uh, probably like seven years ago or so when I was talking to a coworker who um, who used this this particular productivity technique. I'd never heard of it before, um, and, but it makes a fair bit of sense um, for for. Uh, Reducing your amount of of mental fatigue when doing, you know, large amounts of of work that's kind of the same for hours and hours during the day, uh, and and helping and, th- and this will help kind of um, match up to those thirty minute blocks that the the this uh, self journal um, planner time planner um, uh, 
kind of sets up for you. Um, this is a concept called a, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, a Pomodoro. Uh, I think it, if you look it up, you'll find it, you'll, better, you'll find pictures of tomatoes. It's named after a tomato timer of some type. I don't know why. Uh, I think it's just because of the time mechanism, but it's called a Pomodoro. Um, this is a productivity and time management technique developed by somebody named Francisco Cirillo in the late 1980s. Um, so it basically consists of six steps. So step one is you decide on the task to be done. So let's say in my case, I'm working on some IT project. Let's, let's say I'm building something that, that generates an email list or something like that. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to finish this particular section of code and that's my task. So you'll set your timer, the Pomodoro timer, and you can use your phone. There's also some apps you can download that do the same thing. But traditionally, the timer you is set for 25 minutes. Uh, and you work on that task uninterrupted for 25 minutes. At the end of that time, um, when the timer rings, you stop what you're doing. Um, and, and they generally, and back in the 80s when this was developed, they said put a check, a, a check mark on a piece of paper next to you. Um, y- if you have fewer than four check marks, um, then you take a short break of like three to five minutes. So basically, what would that be? Two hours. So if you have less than two hours invested, every 25 minutes, you're going to take a five-minute break. So right there, you have the, your 30-minute blocks. And it's 25 minutes, five-minute rest. 25 minutes, five minutes rest. And you do that four times. Um, if you have more than four check marks or four pomodoro, Pomodoros, they call them. Um, then you take a longer break of like fifteen to thirty minutes and reset your check marks, and you start back at zero, and you go back to step one, and do your twenty-five minutes. So you kind of have a built-in system of mental breaks, and those you know those mental breaks, can, you know, you're just trying to disengage from the task to give your brain a rest. Like maybe you go and check email for a little bit, or follow up on a on a call real quick, something small within those five minutes. It doesn't have to be an actual like you know, go take a lunch break kind of thing, you know, um, it's more just a mental break. Um, there's some variations on this. Um, of course, I mean, it came out in the eighties, so people have been kind of changing it and, and revamping it and stuff. Um, usually the, the things that they change are the total work time, the number of breaks and the number of Pomodoros. Um, but the idea is essentially the same that you want to, work intentionally on one task for a set amount of time uninterrupted and then um have like a small break now i remember my coworker; he was very adamant about not being disturbed during those 25 minutes if i needed to talk to him and i was i was within a 25 minute like block he would just kind of like you know tell me to wait and then during the five minute break he'd come and talk to me real quick um you know that way he was very like zeroed in on his his uh task at hand um but he did remember that he he needed to take that break and then circle back to answer something else um so um it's nice because there's there's like i said there's these devoted sections of work time and break time so you still get to keep your workflow an efficient workflow like i was saying my coworker did um and, and if you want to try these these management techniques, like I said, there's, there's some apps you can download. And then there's actual physical timers. I've seen these at like Office Depot or Staples and stuff. But they'll actually have like these little cubes. Like 
that um, have a timer on them and you'll flip it when you're working and they'll start the 25 minute countdown and then a timer will go off and you flip it back to start your five minute break. Um, so while, well, like I said, while I'm using this, this self journal, um, as a guideline, um, you could, you could literally do this in a plain notebook using the same ideas. Um, so personally, I'm going to be trying this, um, for the 13 weeks. I've already started doing the, the journaling in this bright yellow notebook. This comes in different colors, by the way. Um, this is just the only one they had at Barnes and Nobles. You can get this at Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, and on the Best Self website. Um, uh, so while I'm going to be using that for the next 13 weeks, um, I'd encourage everybody else to to go ahead and try doing this too. It also has um, this thing here. Let me grab this. Um, it's got this morning morning rituals and evening rituals card. I have not filled this out yet. Um, but this is also another thing that uh, people that work in productivity and planning and habits um, and even sleep um, talk about is having a routine. Um, I'm personally really, really bad at this part. Um, and I'm, I'm probably going to try and add this in to the 13 weeks. Um, usually my mornings and my evenings are kind of a mad dash either to wake up and go to work or to go to bed. Um, and I think that adding some like habitual morning rituals, habitual rituals um, into my timing or, and scheduling would be beneficial um, and wouldn't make those, those waking ups and the, the wake ups and the going to beds kind of these rushed affairs. <clears throat> um, and also, a lot of people like with the with the evening rituals and stuff, and and I'll probably talk about this in a future episode um, when I talk more about uh, sleep as it pertains to health. Um, this can help you to plan out when you go to sleep, and apparently, according to a book I'm reading by uh, Dr. Matthew Walker, "Why We Sleep," which I'll talk about later in more detail on a future episode, um, one of the most important things we can do for health and for uh, productivity and and helping this sense of regularity and and energy is a set bedtime and wake time. You should go to bed at the same time, and you should wake up at the same time, no matter if it's a weekend, a weekday, whatever. Um, I don't do that very well, I but I am going to try. Um, I might even try waking up really early um, for a while and documenting it and trying to kind of push my circadian rhythm sleep rhythm back a ways in a way that he talks about in the book is healthier and and more uh natural for our brains and memory retention stuff like that um so i encourage everybody else to go ahead and try doing this documenting thing for 13 weeks for time management and productivity um again this is called the self journal by best self um it is, I believe their website is just bestself.com. Um, but uh, why don't you guys go ahead and try it if you'd like to? You don't have to buy this fancy journal, like I said. Um, you can just do this in a plain notebook. But try to try to be intentional and accountable with your time 
um, and see how it goes. Just try try it for six weeks. Um, try it for the full 13 weeks. Um, I'm just doing 13 weeks right now because that's how long this self-journal covers before it runs out of space. And then I'll probably talk about how well it went after those 13 weeks. But why don't you and I um, take control of one of our most valuable resources, which is time? Because we have a finite amount and we don't get any more. So let's make the best of the time that we have. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening today. And I hope all of you will like and subscribe. Go ahead and comment below if you have any questions or you would like to see any particular topics covered um, or anybody that you'd like me to interview. Um, I'm still keeping that six degrees of pod thing going from the original show um i'm it's just really difficult to schedule people so you know i'm doing these these solo topics now um but i still would like to interview people long format style um so yeah go ahead like and subscribe and go ahead and check out the other um videos that i have on the channel and i'll talk to you later guys bye